Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Weekly Dish. This is Stephanie March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. And we are Weekly Dish talking about food and drink and all kinds of good soggy weather eating yes. <laughs> in the Twin Cities. Thanks for joining us on the Saturday morning. Um, the Final Four is in town, so I don't know if you're already on a Ferris wheel or getting your dunking stuff happening, but uh, it's weird. There's a ton of people downtown. There's a ton of people downtown. Okay, that's interesting, because we're heading down there. Yeah. This, oh, you've got your Final Four shirt on. I have a special uh, Final Four shirt that you guys, I will post a picture of later. Because I was going to say, is, we'll have to take a picture. Yeah, this is for nonprofit. Like, maybe you don't have a team in the mix, right? Like, maybe you were a KU, Rock Chalk, Jayhawk, and so now you're sad, but you live here, so you want to play the games. So if you go to the pop-up shops in the Gavaday, there's a little sh- place called Chameleon, and this shirt is available, and it's a really cute sort of b-baller Minnesota shirt, and it's designed juxtaposition arts is oh, the yeah. group, yeah. And so they take at-risk fourteen to twenty-one year olds, and they basically teach them design skills. I'm like, can I raise my hand? Can I get some of the design skills? Like workshop? Can I come over? But they basically teach them, and so these kids designed this hoops T-shirt. And then they basically market it, and they figure out how to produce it and market it, and they teach them yeah, all that stuff. That's great. They worked with us on Stone Arch last year. Oh, they year. did. Uh huh. Yeah. So you can go down to the if you're in the pop up shops in in Gavaday, if you're looking to a little bit of respite from the rain, maybe, and you're in the Skyways, definitely go check out Chameleon. And and if you wear one of these shirts, if you buy a shirt and then you wear it and you tag it, I think it's hoop style, then you can win a hundred dollar gift card for a restaurant. Cute. You got hoop style. Yeah, I'm going to wear it. We're going to go to Butcher and the Boar later because they're having a special brunch today. Is this just a special brunch for this weekend? Yeah. Are they brunch worthy other days or are they, they don't thinking about it? Yeah. Okay. No. no. So it's just a special thing. Yeah. Awesome. We're going to talk about Final Four feasting. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of Final Four stuff you guys, you can still do this weekend and fun things going on later in the show. Um, okay. So do you want to just hear a funny story? Our, what? Do you want to hear a funny story? Okay. Okay, so yesterday my sister was at my stepdad's and found a picture of Kurt and I oh, at my mom's wedding. No, I think we all know this. <laughs> On Instagram, I posted it. it. It's a pretty yeah. epic picture. Yeah. Solid, like it was 1989. Yeah. And I'm wearing a suit with the gigantic Dynasty shoulder pads and apparently earrings that look like just earmuffs. Yeah, no, your hair looks like earmuffs. Let's talk about that. Your hair looks like... It exploded in all directions. <laughs> it was exploding was, out from your side and up from the top. And that was the tame hair. Like, oh, that was wow. That was your wedding hair. hair. Yes. <laughs> it's just so you know. So I'm sitting at... Oh, my God. My husband and I decided he wanted to have a steak. Yeah. We, so we went to Bennett's yeah. um, in St. Paul on West 7th. And we're sitting there and we're... We've ordered, and I'm brought. We're bringing the Cosmopolitan back. By the way, they have like 20 different versions of martinis, the apple teenies. The Ugh. I actually had a, a dirty girl that was Bailey's and oh. cream de mint that was so good. Okay, that's just ice cream. I that's know. Just, it I was mean, dessert it's not drink. an actual. It was. I had a Cosmo, and then I had that for dessert. But in any case, I'm sitting there, and this man walks over, and he's shows me his phone, and it's that picture. Oh, and he was like. You're Stephanie. He's like, what's so funny is we were just looking at this picture. My friend's over here and we were talking about the 80s and he was like, this picture's epic. He was there. David is his name. He's a big listener. Bridget is his wife. They've been listening to us for like 11 years. So I went and sat with them for a little bit. They were hysterical. Oh, my God. You just forget that that people like you put stuff out in the universe and real people see it. And then they're like, hey, this is funny. This is funny. I know. I think you especially forget because you just fling things out there. You just fling everything out there. And then people come up to you like, how do you know that? Yeah, (laughs) because you told the world. I forget. (laughs) Which is awesome. Um, Let's talk a little bit quickly about our dinner that we had last 
the other night, which yes, was awesome. At Create Caters, yeah. um, at the dining studio, Chef Corey Meyer and Philip Dorward and the team really they just pulled it out, man. You yeah. guys, they just pulled out a stunner of a dinner. And it was, this is the greatest thing. They were, it was for charity. It was for Bits for Kids, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I know a lot of you guys wanted to get tickets to it and missed the window because it was just, it sold out so quickly. Um, and so we're going to hopefully do some more fun stuff like this. I mean, I think for sure we're going to go back there. This, yes. You know, next year. But they, um, they really, here's what I love about it too. They didn't just like, oh, here's some chicken and here's, a, they pulled out all the stops. It was a beautiful dinner. Duck. Like this beautiful piece of duck that I haven't had duck in a long time. It was scored it was, 120 times uh, on each breast. God, it was just magical and crispy and beautiful. And that that kind of red meat where I'm like, yeah, that's the good stuff. And the he had freeze dried uh, some St. Pete's blue, I think was the. Yep. And so you had this blue cheese beet salad, but the blue cheese was crunchy. Yeah, and really had a different flavor profile than Mm -hmm. sort of that creamy hunk of blue cheese that you sometimes get in your mouth that I don't love. Oh, I love all blue cheese. It balanced everything. You know, I used to hate blue cheese, and then I taught myself to like it, and I now I like I prefer it. Okay, like I go and buy hunks of blue cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Shocking no one. By the way, we did have some good discussions. Again, butter can be eaten like cheese. This was like a shock. A lot of people like, oh yeah, I forgot what was that butter again. You know, and it was just great. It was just a lot of good times. I mean, really having awesome listeners and people who have sort of supported us, but then also supporting Ronald McDonald House. That's kind of a lovely gift. And it's so fun to see you people in person, Mm -hmm. those of you that were there, you know, because we talk to you on Twitter or whatever. And you're like, hey, I'm so and so on Twitter. It's like, oh, you feel like you know you. Yeah. And we've been doing this a long time. I know. So we really appreciate you spending your Saturday mornings with us. I think my mother-in-law is listening, Dolores. Um, she listened last week. She was like, it was so good. <laughs> yeah, it is. So I know. We're not just a couple of kids playing either in our basement chat, anymore. Saturday morning bridge or the weekly dish. Yeah. You had to make the choice. You got Well, you got to make the choice. That's I mean, you right. got to do it. Um, hey, I want to let you guys know that the Margarita Madness, we are down to our last two, the final two. And... It is Sonora. No, I'm sorry. I'm just totally messed that up now. It is, uh, it is Tinto Kitchen's Primero Imperfecto Margarita. So Tinto Kitchen in South Minneapolis. Is that the habanero one? No, that one is, that's got, uh, that's got a little bit of grapefruit in it. Okay. And then versus the Spite or Nico Taco Bar's, uh, Chili de Arbol. Okay. That one, that one is so good. So it's a little bit of St. Paul versus Minneapolis, but you should go vote because here's the deal. And actually, you should go in and try it too. Because what those two, those two, uh, Rebecca Illingworth, who owns Tinto, she sent me an email saying, hey, if, there's a chance, like, if we get into the top two, we, we, you know, the two of us who are, you know, when it was the four of them, they said, if we per chance get into the top two, we would like to pledge that we are claiming this as a victory for each other, for both of us. It's all winners thing, but they are going to pro, they're going to donate proceeds from each of their margaritas to Jack's Basket. Oh. So, which is a, uh, they're supporting Down's babies and, you know, celebrating them. Nice. So if you go get a margarita to check it out and then vote at, at, uh, Tinto Kitchen or Nico Saco Bar on Como and you order either one of those, proceeds will be donated to the, um, Jack's Basket, which I, I thought was really great. It. Yeah. So there's that. Um, in case we forget, lest we forget, you can't forget, April 12th, mark your calendars. Yes. Sea salt. Yes. We'll be open. I've done the long range forecast. It still may not be super warm, but 
that is the sure sign of summer that sea salt is so open at Minnehaha Falls. Yeah. Yes. I know. Well, there's a lot of opens that are kind of popping. Nelson's ice cream is open as of today. Which one? Uh, both. In There's one in Stillwater. And then there's one in uh, St. Paul's. On Snelling. Snelling, right? Yeah. Yep. So yep. both of those are open. I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for my version of this way over in the side of town is, of course, the Peppermint Twist. Well, and I think Connie's Cone is open. You think Connie's is open? I, I do. should report that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Connie's, Connie's Cup and Cone. K with all K's, right? Uh, is I'm it a K's? Just sure. I Connie's don't Cup so. and Cone. Yeah. But all the seasonals are starting to pop. Um, um, I'm sorry. Okay. Here we go. I'm going to tell you. Uh, creamy cone is open. Oh, the creamy cone. That's Connie's it. creamy cone is open. Okay. And then what you're thinking of, Stephanie, is the cup and cone. Yeah. And I'll just see if that is open. Peppermint twist is not open. Just to be clear, I just sort of said that. cup and cone is open too. Okay. A lot of the ice creamers. Mm-hmm. My and in Excelsior, my Licks Unlimited is not open yet. As far well, as I know, they haven't posted it, and I haven't been in town. And the little jam. Lil Jam is not open yet either. It's going to be open though when they announce their date, I think. I don't think they announced it. I think they said soon. Okay. And they kind of put it out there that, hey, it's coming soon. Okay. And then there's Dariette. That's another one yes. in St. Paul. That's one of those hidden little drive-ins, you guys, that I love for pizza burgers. Oh, I forgot about the pizza oh, the burgers. The pizza burger is so, so legit because you get a burger, you get all the sauce, you get pepperoni layered on top, and you get a big hunk of, you should get like a super big hunk of melty cheese. That's you what can, you should get. You can buy that sauce too by like the quart. Dariettes? Yeah, you can buy tomato sauce there. Really? Yes. I did not know that. You sure can. Oh, my God. Well, and then, of course, again, last week we talked about the bucket of chicken, the tub of chicken at Minnetonka Drive-In. And okay, just to be clear, Dariette is not open yet. I know. I'm saying I said it was not open. Okay. Yeah. They said they're waiting for a piece of equipment, but yep. they're getting close. Yep. And then I think I think those are the only I think those are the most of the or the uh, seasonals that are happening. And then, of course, get ready for the same or the farmer's markets to open on the 27th. Oh, like that okay. weekend, the 26th, 27th, that's when the downtown St. Paul and Minneapolis Farmer's Markets will Boy, that's going to be a busy weekend. That's also the weekend of the Women's Chef Conference. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, gosh. Well, yeah, although they seem to have stayed in their little pocket, I will say. You know, last time that they were there, they didn't, I didn't feel like it. they made, I didn't feel like there was like a giant traffic bomb from mm-hmm. that. So that mm-hmm. was good. Because I think a lot of people just fly in and then Uber and kind of yeah, go around. So that was around. good. But yeah, I will say that right now, the line last night, the line from the armory, Allie Kaplan reported it was around the block for people waiting to get into the armory for the free concert for the final four. So, and and I will report also that I have helped at least three people from Virginia figure out that the Skyways are not a trap and they will not get killed. So, and it's, you, you you won't get rained on. No. And I'm like, it's a good option. They're like, but it feels, it feels like there's something sketchy. I'm like, well, this one is sketchy because it dead ends and there's construction. But once you get out of this area, I'm like, you can traverse the entire city in these things. And she's like, but it's not on a map. And I'm like, no, well, there's Skyway maps. <laughs> it was real interesting talking to this woman from Virginia who was like, she, I don't, I'm like, we don't, we don't lure and kill people here. We just That's don't. Funny. It's just, we don't do that. We must have missed the Minnesota nice. She memo. did. She missed it. She was not ready for it. So she was, and she was very much like, and her husband was, just, they were fighting. It was awesome. Oh, anyway, nice. I'm looking forward to one more day of that on Monday in the Skyways. So. 
All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we have a great show today. I'm really excited for it. We've got some wine chatter. A lot of wine talk today. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit of fun for And then also on the Facebook, I did ask a question um, about what do you cook for people who, who are in need? And we're going to kind of kind of work into some, uh, I'm going to ask some advice of sure. you guys. And we're going to look for uh, how we comfort people with food. So we are going to have a great show. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 107.1. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. We are excited to be here today with our guest, Karin Skoronsky. I hope I said that right, Karin. Karin. Karin, and you just told me that. I know. That's okay. I answered all of it. It's, yeah. Yeah, I have a name thing. Move on. I'm becoming Julia. Move on. Let's just say that. (laughs) Uh, Karin, you are working on a couple of events coming up, and you have a business called Pairs Well With. Yes. Uh, How did you decide to be a wine educator? (laughs) Human. You know, it's something you I kind of fell into. You know, I've always really enjoyed wine, the exploration and the learning of it, because it's an ongoing journey over time. And the digger the the deeper I dug, the more I became intrigued and I started taking out of the all these out of the country trips, studying in vineyards, and I came back and got some certifications behind my brand and things have really taken off. I really believe in in showcasing great wines and small producers and just yeah. making it an everyday event. And the reason I came across you is there's going to be a local wine event that you are working on. Can you tell us about the Click event? Yeah, so Clink is on April 27th. It's going to have 20 local wine producers. It's really in support of uh, every all those small producers and vineyards here in Minnesota showcasing their best wines. So it's really the only event where you can taste them all in the same venue, which is really exciting. So we'll have some local cheesemakers and different uh, foodie type aspects to it. But it's a really, really great way to showcase Minnesota wine. It's April 27th April at the Union Depot. Just, I mean, Minnesota wines kind of get, they're like, people it's just are, a young industry, right? So, I mean, like, yep. it's kind of like you have to, it's on its first footings, really. Sure. A lot of the vines are just coming up on that 10-year mark, and that's where industry standard says, you know, that's when things, quote-unquote, start to get good. Yeah. So if you, you're you from Minnesota and, and you love fruit wine, well, you've got it you made You have here. got it made. <laughs> <laughs> but for those of us that might, you know, gravitate towards something a little bit heartier and uh, with a little bit more complexity, my hope is that we get there, and I think that there is potential here with a little bit more refinement of the industry. So can we talk quickly just about the laws that have been the battling of the court systems? I don't know if you guys are aware, but there's been some stuff going on about... Um, whether or not Minnesota wineries should be allowed to import grapes or if they can only use the grapes grown on their on their plots, if you will. Yep. You want to talk touch a little bit about this? I, I mean, I could probably argue it either way, to be completely honest. Uh, selfishly, I would say, hey, import some to help supplement what's already which is the, what, the progress. Yeah, right? which is what growers all over. I mean, like California growers gonna say, don't use their own only. They use w- grapes from all over the place. And couldn't you dictate yep. like a percentage or something? I, I think that could make sense. I mean, we're a cold weather climate region. And we could do some really nice wines well if we had a little bit more... Um, you know, ability to to grow and bring in different grapes. I yeah, think. but they and it is. I think it comes basically because we are so agrarian. We are an agricultural state. Yep. And so then you tend to think in those terms, and for you know, you want to represent what you're growing. And and there's a lot of winemakers who don't want because they don't want you one winery to represent a merlot. You yep. know that has grapes from that have nothing to do with here versus them who are trying to represent, you know, a, uh, you know, like a Frontenac or, you know, one mm-hmm, of the cold hardy mm-hmm. grapes here. And they're trying to represent that. They're trying to get that to mature and to grow and to become what is here. How will that get resolved at the end of the day? Do you know? 
No, it's, I mean, it's kind of, it was, it was resolved, but I think it's still in appeals. I think it's in flux. I think it's yeah. in flux. Yeah. I mean, okay. right now, this, I think it is, the victory was that you are supposed to have 100% your own crop. Okay. And so that is, and they're saying that we can't actually, like you're saying, like 10 years has to go before you can start to get yeah. different kinds of really quality wines. But yet they're saying that it's not going to get there if we keep importing other grapes and then defining ourselves by other grapes. I get that. So yeah. there's a lot, there's really good arguments on both sides. Like you said, and it's so interesting, but I do think the key is to get to your Minnesota wineries and taste and, and support and see them. When you go to a wine event like this, like you buy a ticket and you're going to go on, there's 20 different wineries. Yeah. Do you have any tips? Like, how do you think people should experience an event like this? That's a great question. You know, it's kind I, of I overwhelming. Always, it is overwhelming. People go, I don't know what's good. I, I might have had one or two wineries. My personal journey when I go into something like this, doesn't matter what the event is, I kind of walk the room. I assess what's there. I taste the wines that I'm most interested in. Um, there's, there is such a thing as palate wear out. Your, your palate can only taste so many wines accurately before you just kind of go, okay, everything's kind of Yeah, everything. it's a blur. Yeah, and so I'd say take stock of the winemakers that are there that you're most fascinated in or ones that you haven't tried something completely different because you're not going to know unless you try. And that's part of the event is you don't have to drive all around the state of Minnesota. That's why it's there for you. Yeah. Just everybody in one place. Yeah. All right. So we have a link on our Facebook page where people can get tickets for that. It's the Clink Festival. And then you also said you're doing an Italian uh, event. Yes. I'm working with Winebow Events on Vina d'Italia. Um, so that one's on May 5th. That one's going to be at Pazaluna. And so what's interesting is about this event is it only comes through like every three years. And Minnesota's got it uh, here in town in May. And it's going to be about 300 wines. You've got 23 producers, some of the best in the Italian winemaking industry. Pazzaluna has a really nice Italian wine list, if that's your jam. They really are deep. Yep. Top 10's working with us on this. And, um, you know, we're excited to showcase just the best presentation of Italian wines. Do you also, we get asked a lot about people that want like in-home wine parties or wine consultations. Like, do you do that kind of thing at Pairs Well With? Yeah, I do a lot of wine education on that aspect. So in fact, I've done a couple birthday parties as of recent where I'll come in and talk about wines. You know, the the people that are having the event, they'll purchase the wines. I'll come in there, uh, work out some pairings, and we'll talk and discuss about what wines pair well with different food. Because at the end of the day, people are really asking for the education and saying, show me how to use this wine or how to make it better. The food and the wine can be great independently, but when you make them together, there's something you can achieve um, and and almost an art form. I love it. So what would you say right now? What is your, what are you drinking that you're loving? Malbec. Malbec. I am a Malbec girl through and through. I live four months in South America and you you give me all the Malbec, the Carmineras, the Bernadas. Um, I just love the rich, hearty reds from from South America. That is a good, and I haven't had a good Malbec in a long time. I haven't like, can you you give us one that people could get at their local store? Yeah, I'm a big fan of the uh, Familia Moschini Malbec. They're actually working on bringing some of their wines over right now. They've just gotten through production and they're uh, shipping right now. Um, I am trying to think of the other ones that would be here local. I do ship a lot of them from yeah. different places, um, but I'd be happy to put together a list for for your listeners because sure. there's just so many. Send it our way, and yeah. we'll get it put up on our Facebook page. Yep, yep. Yeah. All yep. right. Thank you, uh, Karen Skoronsky. <laughs> I want to make sure I say it right. Did I say it right? Yeah, we're close. Oh, enough. thank goodness. <laughs> it pairs well with. I am. I'm turning into it's Julia, good, and it's just it's hilarious. Real good. Thank you so much for being with us You're today. You're so welcome. Thank okay. you guys for having me. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us on this little foggy, drizzly Saturday. They said it's going to, Hopi just said it's going to clear up. Right, Hopi? 
I mean, it's probably going <laughs> to continue to rain. <sighs> I was kind of. I can't make up the weather. I know. I mean, hopefully it's wrong, right? I mean, I just think like you know, and I'm not mad at the rain. You know, I don't mind it. I like a little bit of rain. I the greedy water in my backyard is creeping co- close to my house again. You know what I mean? Like that the flooding yeah. of the yard. Is, yeah, that's happening. So I'm hoping everybody's basements are dry. And it says thunderstorms. Like it's. Fine if it's like the temperatures are not bad, right? And the drizzle, but thunderstorms. Thunderstorms. That's gonna suck if no, you're out and about. I'm just gonna make some chili. And there I'm you just go. gonna sit down. All right. So I wanted to ask you guys a question, and I asked it over on Facebook, and I wanted to talk a little bit about something that's not a bummer, but it's just one of those things that it's life, right? And yep. and I have a friend who is a sweet and lovely human, and she is uh, she's struggling with some illness, and. She's a single and so she doesn't have a family to she has like her parents, you know, but she doesn't have like the husband and the kids and all this kind of stuff around her, which is both good and bad because she doesn't have to obviously cook for other people. But yet she can't really she's just not up for cooking for herself. So we're trying to figure out what are the things that you send to people when they're, um, you know, they've gone through surgery, they've had an illness um, they're going through chemo, you know, they've, it's grief related, all that kind of stuff is kind of what I want to talk about today. Um, one of the things that I don't know, does everybody know about meal train, which is the meal train is an, is a website that you can send to people that tracks and schedules meals. Because I know a long time ago, I had a family out in the boondocks who needed, uh, whose both parents were in a car crash. And so, we were kind of giving the kids meals, but there was one person coordinating it and it was kind of a a mess, you know, because she was this other woman was trying to help and coordinate it and she was sending things, you know, she was like, well, you can go today. And I'm like, well, OK, you know, and there was an information and there was all this stuff. So I'm so happy to see that meal train is is a thing that people use. Have you used that before, Hanson? I've heard of it. Yes. Yeah. And I've uh, subscribed to it and been a part of it. Yeah. Um, and it's just a really great thing. One of the things, and, and of course I've had, I've used it with other of my friends who have been going through cancer and things like that. Um, I like the fact that there's a, a chance for you to say what you're bringing so that you can see what you're, what other people have brought. Um, because, uh, because I also think that there's, um, a way, there's sometimes there's a, an overloading of one item is the thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes there's a lot of lasagna is what I'm trying to tell you to be nice, just in the nicest way. So I was thinking about it. And when you were going through chemo, what were some of the things, what were some of the foods that were comforting to you that you really wanted or liked? I will say, first of all, um, it's really meaningful. Yeah. Like just thinking about it kind of chokes me up a little bit. The people that came and the people that brought stuff. Um, one of the things that I got, cause a lot of people like the cooking maybe isn't your jam. Um, and I put it on the grid here. It was something, it was, um, a soup thing. Um, let me find it. Cause I, I have it here, but first of all, doing stuff is really important. Yeah. Second of all, freezer things are good like soups and things that you can freeze so that you can have them when you want them. Cause sometimes when you're sick or you're in grief. Yep. You can't really eat. Right. And then here's the other thing. It's for your family a lot of times. A lot of times, yeah. Because you have kids or you have a husband and they need stuff and it's not really about you, but to have someone help them along is great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did, was there any food that you found to be, you were saying soup is a, was a thing that you were yeah. sort of comforting? Um, yes. Yeah. 
Well, I think that, and on the Facebook, a lot of you guys said some really great stuff. Um, I know Stephanie Meyer, of course, threw out the rich chicken broth, loaded up with ginger, garlic, turmeric, lemongrass, congee, those kind of things. Nutritious, healing, anti-inflammatory things that are easy to digest. Spoonful of comfort yeah, was something that I got. And it's a, mace, it's a box and it has a mason jar of soup. Has a warm little cozy blanket. It has a little treat, a little chocolate. So this was like somebody sent you a box. It was a box. Yeah. But it I remember getting it and thinking, well, this is really cute. Yeah. Um, here's something, another interesting idea from Cheryl. She says we do gift cards for Bite Squad or a local restaurant we know that they like who delivers. Yeah. So that that's also great. is a nice way to say, you know what? If you want to pick tonight, it's your choice. You know, um, one of the things I did for one of my friends is I made I knew that she had small kids, but then there was her husband and her. And so I made I actually brought them two dinners. You know, I sort of made these cute little sliders, these roast beef sliders for the kids because I knew they'd like like a little roast beef and, you know, cheese sandwich. And then I made them a big quinoa bowl with the same with chicken and all that kind of things and and like fresh veggies and things so that because I knew the kids would need the quinoa, you know, but I didn't want to have to her to think, well, this is great, but I have to make something for my kids. Yeah. So that was kind of a lovely thing. Um, uh, One of the things also that uh, cooking for others was talking about, you know, the things that you want to take into consideration, not just lasagna, you know, sort of fatigue, uh, pulled pork fatigue. That's the other thing. And I know that those are easy, good for us to make as a batch, but just considering the other people think about using uh, disposable food containers so that they don't have to think about returning you like a pan. Okay. That's a must. That's a must. Don't bring anything in or go to the Goodwill and buy a container that you don't need back. Right. That's another good way. But I would also say like disposable allows them to throw it away and not have to wash it and then have something. So I would say that in this case, that would be good. Um, I think that thinking about uh, dietary restrictions again for the kids or for the person know those things. And usually on a meal train, they'll describe those kind of things. And that's kind of great. Um, one of the things I thought was interesting is that people don't think about breakfast. And so it oh, tends yeah. to be a meal train thing that you're doing like a big dinner for everybody, but just including like a little pack of bagels along with like, if you're bringing a dinner and you're signed up for that, maybe including like some scones for the morning or, you know, some an egg bake is yeah. pretty easy to freeze. Yeah. Oh yeah. An egg bake is totally mm-hmm. easy to freeze, but also just like maybe coffee, like a, some ground up coffee that's already, you know, that's ready to go because people may, they, if they're in that thing, they may run out of coffee and then they may never feel be able to go get more too. you know it would be great and i think like could you assemble a breakfast sandwich and then wrap it up that someone could just throw in like the toaster or the microwave yeah you could do that you for sure could do that because that would be really helpful if you have kids yep because you're not getting up when you're have had you know a round of chemo you're not getting up to make breakfast no you're telling just, you that. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> um, some ideas also for, so if you are looking for ideas for main meals or lunches or dinners, um, they're saying, you know, a lot of great advice out there. And, and you know, and if you guys want us to call in 651-641-1071 and give us your tips and ideas, because we are going to roll into the Ask Stephanie portion, you know, of this anyway after that. But if you want to give us some tips, somebody else said a DIY, like doing, set, uh, putting like a taco bar together so that it's not like sauced up pulled pork sandwiches or anything. It's just, here's a bunch of, you know, grilled chicken, here's some tacos and here's different components so that they can make their own so they can choose their own flavors also. I would say, um, too, one of the things, a friend of mine, when my mom died, I have a, just a hilarious friend and she's really sweet and she just drove over with a Tupperware bowl of fruit 
and just drove up into my driveway and I was sort of standing there. just, it, I was in a lot of just grief, just crying, yeah. actually standing outside in the spring flowers, crying my face off. <laughs> and she pulls up and she's like, I just, I, this is all I had, but I just wanted to bring you something. And I will never forget that. That yeah. like she was so there in the moment. Yeah. So sometimes it's not even about the stuff. Yeah. It's just about that you showed up. Yeah. I will never ever forget her for showing up and bringing me her Tupperware fruit bowl. Yes. It was really sweet. It was really sweet. That is so true. Um, and actually doing little things too outside of some of the food things. You know, there's obviously one of the things I was thinking about is like I wanted to bring um, this friend of mine. I wanted her to have fresh tulips. You know, so I brought, so in the basket that is going to her today, she's getting, you know, a couple magazines too, you know, that yep. are just like things that are maybe you would never purchase, like not like Bon Appetit, but you know, something from Britain that is just sort of a distraction. Flower subscriptions, if Flowers. you can afford them, are amazing. Yep. Little things like that. Little bits of like a comfy blanket, like you said, from your box is well, a great thing. I, when I was sick, uh, Lori Bergini's husband, Casey, sent me a funny card every single week the entire time I was in treatment, which was like 18 months. Yeah. It yeah. was really nice. My Emily talked about how she, one of her friends sent her a blanket but for chemo, but then she sent it in an F cancer tote. You yeah. know, So she basically got to bring that blanket to chemo with her that said F cancer. And it, it feels empowering. It does. And she's like, that was, she's like, I was making sure that people knew that I was like. I'm not giving in. Right. Okay. We do have Annette on the line. Annette, are you there? I am. Hey, what do you have to say today? Well, when my friend was going through breast cancer treatment, I made her uh, pasta fagiole soup. Uh, oh. But, but I added chicken, shredded up some chicken for protein, and then I divided it up into individual portions and froze it. And then the pasta, I actually measured out. Like, see, I got eight containers. I divided the pasta into eight little baggies and then gave it to her that way so she could pull a container out of the freezer at a time and just throw the pasta in as it was heating up. Oh, I like that idea. That's a really great idea. Smaller portions. Yeah, yeah. yeah smaller, smaller portions, portions. You're right, so that mm-hmm. it can last longer. Like it can be a quick, and especially for a single person too. You know, in that kind of case, it's like for me thinking about it, it would be something that could be a repetitive meal. You know, over the it's- over the weeks. Right, exactly. Otherwise, if you would have given it to her in a big container, this is a single woman trying to eat a whole yeah. pot yep. of soup. Smart. Yeah, smart. Oh, so smart. Thank you, Annette. That's awesome. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. That's really a great idea. Um, other th- little things, uh, the, the bowl of fruit showed up on this list of things that are uh-huh. good to give and to sort of brightening and little extras. Um, little cookies, you know, sometimes you someone someone wants a cookie, you know, just a little sweet treat. Um, trail mix also, so that it's like variety, that they can pick through whatever they want to do. Yep. Um, you know, little things like uh, granola, I mean, yeah, like homemade granola. granola. Honestly, there were some days where that's all I ate. Was it really? Yeah. And a guacamole. Like I was obsessed with guacamole through cancer. I don't know why. I don't know if I needed the fats. Maybe. I just, I ate at Brasa after every chemo treatment. That was all I wanted to eat. Maybe. And also the mouthfeel of that kind yeah, of, it I don't kind know, of helps against the, t- the tinny flavoring, I think. Yeah. Kurt um, would just know. Yeah. We're going to Brasa. Right. We're going to Brasa. Uh, also know that there's, I mean, you could do a lot of like stir fries and things like that. Um, and like do a bunch of sandwiches they were saying and pre-wrap them. And that's mm-hmm. an idea too. Uh, we have Jill on the line. Jill, do you have some advice on this? Oh, I was just going to weigh in on what you said earlier about dietary restrictions. Yeah. Yep. My, my aunt just recently passed away. My uncle is elderly, diabetic, and people were bringing him donuts and coffee cake and he has zero like control. He was like, face <laughs> first in the donuts. He's like, no. Oh, that's funny. But everybody okay. means so well. You know, you can't yeah. You don't even want to say anything, but right. 
That's true. That's so important to know. Think about the sugar intake. Thank you. Thanks, Jill. We also have Valerie on the line. Valerie, do you have a piece of advice? I did. Um, I made like breakfast uh, muffins with sausage for a protein. Oh, good. With the eggs and a lot of veggies in it and made them in muffins and froze them. So all they had to do was take them out of the baggie and heat them up whenever That's they wanted. That's great. And just, yeah. I, I mean, my kid was in eighth grade, so right. I wasn't like getting up and making any food. Right. Yeah. So good. Thanks, Valerie. Yeah, so that's good. Well, thanks, everybody. This has all been such good advice, and I'm going to put up uh, a link for Cooking for Others, a little quick guide. But also, if you're looking for it, you know, we have tons of good advice on the Facebook, uh, the questions, chicken and noodles, chicken, chicken cheese stuff, stuffing hot dish. You know what I mean? Yep. Love a good hot dish. My God. Um, so I love that. So just definitely keep adding on your comments there. We are- And just... Show up. Yeah, show up. That's the biggest thing. However you need to show up, show up. And also know that sometimes people don't want you to show up, actually, because, you know, there's a lot of, sometimes there's some germ issues. Yeah, I don't mean in person. I just mean, like, in theory. Like, whatever you're going to do, just do something. Do something. Good. All right. Stay with that. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. This is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. (laughs) 651 641 1071. If you want to give us a call or send us a message, we do have Molly on the line. Hi, Molly. Hey, Molly. What's up? Hey, I was just going to say um, recently my husband had a stroke, and um, I had some friends that came in and cleaned my house. Aww. And that was amazing. Oh, I love that, that idea. That is amazing. I wouldn't like that, but had, that's amazing. We had a neighbor that switched vehicles with me for a day so he could take mine and change the oil. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, good job. Thanks, Molly. And yeah. I'm sorry about your husband. Yeah. Hope he's doing better. And that's, uh, but that is like, I think those little moments of, of help. Again, that's the thing of like, somebody comes and does your snow plows your driveway. That is a gift. Oh, Don't yeah. take that as a piece of like passive aggressiveness. That's a gift. Or someone to offer to go weed your garden. Yeah. Those are the kind of things like that whole summer I was sick. Yeah. I would look out the window and be kind of sad that... I wasn't on top of it. Did you feel like you could ask people to do things? No. Or No, you didn't. Because that's no. the other thing is I know that there's little things like it's, sometimes it's so hard because I would want to do something for someone, but I don't know what they need. And I'm a terrible asker. Yeah. And that's no, why I, I tell people just do something. Again, it doesn't have to be like showing up in their face. But, you know, instead of what can I do for you? Let me know if I can do something. To be honest, that's nothing. Yeah. Do something. Do something. Uh, Stacy said on uh, online, she said, coloring books and crayons are nice for people in grief. Lots of studies show how it soothes, you know, it soothes people. I, it kind of, I did that. Did you do yeah, that? Yeah, I did colored pencils. I just, and I would do it sometimes when I was in the chemo chair. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend who's, uh, she's starting to do watercolors. And I think she's just like, that's her de-stressor and that's her place of, you know, she lets go of anxiety and kind of cool. does that. So that's kind of interesting. Um, again, six five one six four one one zero seven one. Whether or not you have questions, or, or if you want to leave a comment about, you know, providing soothing meals for anybody, we are here for you. I got a question that came in here. Are you All ready? Right. Yep. I'd like to reserve somewhere that organizes adult cooking parties. Looking to book one for my girlfriend's birthday, and it would be four to five couples. Do you have any recommendations of places to go? I mean, my go-to is Kitchen in the Market on that one, for sure. They're becoming, I mean, there's not a lot of places that do that. I know. it's, And I think because also Kitchen in the Market has the ability to do um, parties that are kind of, you know, interesting and not just like, let's all cook. It's not a cooking, it can be a cooking class. Right. But it's not like, there's. it seems like there's two kinds. There's either the cooking class that the place people set up or there's like batch cooking parties, which I think is funny. 
but um but this is a it's a little bit more geared toward how you want to do it or you could pick you know they have like a pizza toss nice night coming up they have cooking the market all the time which is really a fun way for couples to interact because then you can kind of split up and come back together I think that's kind of fun where you walk around the market and you find things and you, you know, you pick up the ones that the things, the ingredients you like, you go back to the kitchen and then they decide for you what are the good, you know, they, they help you plan a meal out of it. Six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. If you want to give us a shout, um, do you have something? No, I, th- oh, oh, I thought you sorry. were, I was waiting nope. for you. Sorry. I got one. <laughs> Um, uh, you guys talked about your instant pot blog. Where is the link? Okay. So our instant pot, it isn't really a blog. It is a group. It is the weekly dish instant potters and it is on, uh, it is, you can just follow it straight from, I think you can link to it from our, I don't know if it actually links from our, our Facebook page, but you, all you have to do is look up weekly, weekly dish, dish instant, instant potters. potters. Okay. We have Cindy on the line. Cindy, what's going on? Hi, when my husband was going through his cancer treatment, everybody would say, I want to do something, just let me know. As uh, a family member caring for someone who's battling cancer, it came to my heart as one more thing to, to do. do. Yep. And if people, I, I had a neighbor who, I had a lot of people coming into my home to take care of my son with uh, disabilities and my neighbor would come over every day and change the sheets on the bed where people would stay. Oh. And that was a blessing beyond measure. That's really nice. Yeah. Just to do something. Yeah, saying to somebody, let me know what I can do is just one more thing to put on a list that is so overwhelming you can't even pick it up. You're 100% correct, and I'm that yeah. is that's a, such a good point to make because it is an act of uh, from the person asking it's it's a yeah. you know it's it's trying to be a gift, but it's really the thing that's not a gift a yeah. lot of times. And to pick something and say this is what I can do for you. Yeah. And really it doesn't give me the person who has who can't ask for help because again, it's you don't really even know what you need yeah. until the moment arises. Right. And, and I have tried to put that into practice with other family and friends that have a challenge in their life. Yes. Nothing as severe as cancer or cancer, a variety of challenges. And I will say, this is what I can do for you. And, and follow through. Thank you. Happen. So good. Thank you so much. Yeah. That's such a yeah. great point. Do we have time for one Oops. more? Did I just drop? I just dropped. Okay, I thought I had one. That's okay. Okay. Any um, suggestions for a date night looking for good food, maybe a brewery with games, not fancy people. I'm a nurse and I'll likely be going straight from work wearing scrubs. So no place you'd feel weird in work attire. A brewery with games? That's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> we live in Northeast Minneapolis and we'd like to stay close to home. Fun, not fancy people. What about Betty Dangers? Yeah, but it's not a brewery. Did but she say she wants a brewery? She oh. said maybe, oh, uh, maybe a, a place with good food. Oh. Maybe a brewery with games. Yeah. Not fancy people. Yeah, Betty Dangerous would be great. That's kind of funny, fancy. You yep. know, I'd say actually Psycho Susie's. You oh, know what yes. I mean? I like I would say Psycho Susie's feels a little bit more just sort of down home, kind of kitschy. Like if you haven't been back there in a while and have a big old pizza, you know, and get some yep. of those delicious crispy wings. wings, which I'm obsessed always with. Um, that's always a good option. But breweries... I will say that I was at, I mean, what's fun is you can do a little bit of a, you know, like a crawl. You could go to Dangerous Man Brewing, 
which is in Northeast. And then you could pop over to Young Joni if you wanted to. And you wouldn't necessarily feel, I mean, there's plenty of Northeasters there too. We you did know? in the other day, we did Indeed. We did Anamale's barbecue truck That's and then Able Brewing. And then we hopped over to Prize Brewing across the river and then we went home. Yeah. Or even you could start at Indeed and then go to Centro, mm-hmm. get a taco and a margarita, and then hit uh, Abel, yep. and then hit Nice Cream, the ice, Minnesota Nice Creams. <laughs> I don't know, the ice cream place. That is crazy. a really cute ice cream place. That's yeah. the ice cream place where they'll throw a little bit of sparkle on your ice yeah, cream cone. Yeah, a little cone. bit of glitter it's on there for insta-worthy. you. very insta-worthy. That's their whole thing. They're I opening know. up it's in cute. Stillwater, too. Oh, nice. They're taking over the old Wedge and Wheeled shop, so they'll be open. I don't know when they'll open. I assume they're going to be open for this summer, so... That'll be a lot of fun. Awesome. Um, okay, so let me ask you. Let me ask you one question that somebody asked me the other day, and I kind of just did a pop off answer, but I want to see what yours is. What is the best quietest? Not quiet. Like they wanted a cocktail spot. Mm-hmm. They wanted to meet some friends for cocktails, but they didn't want it to be like crazy loud. And it was in St. Paul. Well, Volstead's. Oh, in Egan. Yeah, and I think they were thinking like St. Paul proper, like okay. downtown. Uh, W.A. Frost in the basement. Oh, that's a great idea. So cozy down there. The brick walls like absorb everything. That's so good. It's very quaint, charming, cozy. Yeah. Um, I said Moscow on the Hill. Yes. Because I thought that Moscow on the Hill is one of those places you but it don't... But can get loud. It, it it's can get very loud. raucous. It can. Okay, that's the thing. Because it's think parties if go, and families. Yeah, I think if you go early enough, maybe. I they was have thinking, a really lovely patio, too. Yeah, they have a cute little hidden patio. But they, they're also, because people don't think about like the vodka stuff and like the zakuskas, which is the yes. snack tray that you can order, yes. which is a lot of fun there. Oh, so great. Um, the cocktail, because I was thinking revival, but no. How about uh, the bungalow? Oh. Bungalow club. You're right. That is over off of uh, Marshall and Lake Street. And that's not St. Paul necessarily. It's kind of in between. It's, it's by the river. It's but it's Longfellow. close. Yeah. Hyacinth. Yeah, I don't. I think that that's too loud. Okay, because I think that that person asked about that, and I said it's small and it's popular and it's fun, but it's definitely one of those, you know, vaulted ceiling rooms. Yeah, I'm gonna go with W. A. Frost in okay. the basement. That then. was a win. Well, well done, you. All right, you guys, thanks for calling in. We are gonna take a break, and then we're gonna come back with that awesome second hour of the show. So stay tuned.